Ayam. I'm not in any hurry here today. Nor am I nor am I feeling any obligation to go through any routine either. We need the ministry of the Lord Jesus in everything we do. Paul wrote to the church and he said, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? We have a responsibility to the temple. I don't mean this building. I mean this body that is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have a responsibility. How many have ever stayed in an Airbnb before? Yeah, me too. How many of you left a review on the Airbnb after you stayed there? Not everybody. I always leave reviews. I know reviews are how they get there. That helps them. If I have a negative review, I, I don't leave it unless they were just unkind or unresponsive. I try to talk with them first. But You know, when you go and you, you go and you stay in a place like an Airbnb and you pay your hard-earned money to stay there, you purchased that place to live, whether it be for a day or three days or an extended stay, right? You purchase, and you have sort of an expectation of how it's going to look when you get there. I'll never forget. You can be seated for a minute if you want. I'll never forget there was a, a group of us that went back to a prayer and fasting thing, and I, I reserved an Airbnb for a group of men. And um, we got there, and uh, we stayed one night. And we're like, we ain't staying here every night. Like, this ain't happening. So we found some hotel rooms, and we're like, we're out of here. It was not as advertised. And uh, the guy was like, man, I... I'll give you some money back. Just don't leave me a bad review. And I'm like, man, I don't know that I'm going to leave you a bad review, but I'm going to leave an honest review. Somebody else is going to follow up here. And uh, I'm, I'm not interested in, in just sticking it to the next guy because you were willing to give me, you should give me back some money. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, I said all that to say this. The scripture says that the Lord Jesus Christ purchased us with his own blood. Is that what it says? He purchased you and I with his own blood. So that he could redeem us to himself. Paul said in Acts chapter 19 to those in Athens, 
He said, what? Or he said, um, you know, he doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. This God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He, of course, was alluding to the fact of which he later declared in Corinthians that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He dwells in us. Now, here's the thing. When we're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, he, you guys can be seated. You're so beautiful and patient. And you can be seated up there. You can, that's good. Yeah, just sit right there. You back me up. He, he dwells in a place that he purchased. Yes? He purchased us with his blood so that he would, his desire was not just to own us and make us sons and daughters unto him, but to dwell in us. He was purchasing a dwelling place. You probably never thought of yourself as a spiritual Airbnb, did you? That's what you are. Except I'm not interested in in a short-term tenant when it comes to the Lord making this his temple. I think sometimes we treat him like that, or at least we treat the temple like that. I want him to abide here. I want this to be his forever dwelling place until I'm transitioned out of this life to dwell with him forever. Amen? And so he purchased me. So that he could dwell here, his spirit could dwell here, until by his spirit I am taken out of here. If that same spirit which dwelt in Christ Jesus dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal bodies. And so that's what happens when the trumpet sounds, the spirit of God's in you, you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God dwells in you. When the trumpet sounds, it's not your natural body that gets quickened like, oh, something happened. No, 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 no. What happens when that trumpet sounds is if the Spirit of God dwells in you, that Spirit that is alive will be caught up together to meet the Lord. And how do we know it's not this natural body? Well, because it says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed. And this mortal will put on immortality. And this that is corruptible will put on incorruption. So it is the indwelling Spirit of God that is vital at the sound of the trumpet that catches us away. But until then, I have a responsibility to the temple where he dwells. You know, the, anybody know the song? I'm, you probably all do. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus, blessed Savior. Know that song? My wife's laughing at my singing. At least you guys were kind enough not to laugh at me. No, I'm kidding. She hears me sing all the time. Except not that softly. Do you know the word surrender is not in the Bible? All you Bible scholars. Do you know that? It's not in there. I know some of you are going to go look afterwards. Good. Go. Some of you want it right now. You're like, man, I'm... It's killing you not to grab your phone and look that up. You're like, 
It's not in there. The word surrender is not in the Bible. Now, I think it's a beautiful song, and I think it's a fitting song. But there is a word that's in the Bible that speaks of surrender. It's just not the word surrender. The word is submit. Submit yourselves unto the Lord. Resist the devil, and he will flee. You ever feel like you resist the devil, but he doesn't flee? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying not to look. Don't shake your head yet. Because I'm going to tell on myself. I, who's, who was I talking to about this? Brother Renee, were you? I don't remember. Huh? It wasn't coffee. Somebody, I thought I was having coffee with some guys. Can I just give you a revelation from the Word of God here? Anybody believe the Word of God is true? Every letter. So if I am resisting the devil and he's not fleeing, is the Word of God not true? It's still true, right, Brother Lewis? True and faithful, can't fail. So if I'm resisting the devil but he's not fleeing, then the issue apparently isn't my resisting the devil. Apparently, then, the issue is my submission to the Lord. Because the Scripture says, submit your... That comes before resisting the devil. And what happens if I'm not careful with this temple is I seek to resist the devil, but I don't submit to the Lord. And the lack of submission still gives the enemy access. I can tell for some of you, it's like, oh my goodness. We have to know it is a two-part for the devil to flee. It starts first with submitting ourselves unto the Lord. To his word, to his will. And God, I don't. I, this, I hope this isn't right. I don't necessarily like submitting. My wife, thank God for my wife. I mean that, I'm not. My wife, she's been my wife 31 plus years. It's a long time to deal with me. My wife has such a submitted spirit. Now, she's as human as any of us. There's times where she's like, oh, and we have to talk about stuff. But I'm so thankful she has such a submitted spirit. You know, it makes it awful easy for us in our walk together. I wonder if the Lord says about me, he has such a submitted spirit, it makes it so easy in our walk together. Or I wonder if the Lord says, man, that working with Joel Hart, he is so stubborn and strong-willed and hard-headed. I know he wants my will, but he's fighting, kicking, and bucking all the way. He always wants me to explain everything to the nth detail. Even though I've showed him a couple things already in the Word, he won't just take me at my Word. He wants to pick apart everything I ask of him. So I imagine the Lord saying, thank goodness I'm patient and long-suffering. 
does the Lord say about you and I in our relationship? Does he say, my goodness, they have such a submitted spirit. That's why I can do so much with them and through them. I used the example the other day when we were at coffee. I may have shared this the other night. Brother Renee was sitting over here beside me. I said, hey, Brother Dave, what would you do if I said go over there and grab that chair? He said, go grab it. He said, don't you want to know why? Not really. Well, why not? Well, because it doesn't really matter. If you ask me to go get it, I'll go get it. And then I asked him, so how come if God asks something of you, You have all these questions for him. I'm not saying he does. I, I was saying we. I was talking to Chris. Why do we have so many questions of God when God directs us somewhere? You know why I do? Because it's an area he, you know where God deals with me in obedience? You know, if, if, if the Lord came and dealt with Brother Juan and said, you know, I'm going to find out how obedient you are. I'd like to make. If you're obedient, go to church in the morning at 9 o'clock. Brother Wambi, okay. Right? That's not an issue. Why is it not an issue? Because he's already submitted in that area. Does that make sense? And so what the Lord does is he comes to us in an area where maybe, just maybe, we're not quite submitted. And he's not trying to be unkind. He's just, he wants to do something marvelous in mine in your life. And so what he does, he says, I'd like to deal with you in that area that you haven't yet let me have control of. And so the way that I get you to do so is I ask something of you that requires you to relinquish your will. That's submission that requires you to give up your will to do what I want. Well, why doesn't he ask me to do something I like? Because you're already submitted in that area. For you and I to grow, he wants all of us. And so here, this is really important. I really thought we were going to talk about something else, but we'll see. This is why the Lord may ask something of Brother Juan that he doesn't ask of me. I'm not, I'm not talking about sin or right obedience to the word of God. He may deal with him in an area in his life, getting him to do some. He may convict him about something that he doesn't convict me about. Okay, this is why we don't preach what my convictions are. You should follow my convictions. No, no. But there are things in the word that are black and white. And then there are areas where God deals with us individually and Distinctly, why does he deal with us differently about certain things? Because some things are areas where one is submitted and the other isn't. And so it brings us to a place of complete submission to the will of God. And when I'm completely submitted to the will of God, he can do anything with me. You know, if I don't know why this came to my mind. Maybe I won't use that example.
let's say, you know, if the Lord came to Brother Juan, I'm just going to keep picking on him. He's in the hot seat this morning. I don't get that chance too often. Sort of nice. No, I'm kidding. Let's say Brother Juan's, Brother Juan's got that van that he's been driving faithfully for years. What year is that old thing? 06. 17 years old. How long have you had that thing? Eight years? 13 years. They've been driving that van a long time, repairing, working on it, fixing it. God's blessed that van, so it just keeps running. That's one of the blessings of the Lord, by the way, when he rebukes the devourer. Say, man, I've been faithful. How come God just doesn't dump money in my lap? Sometimes he doesn't dump money, but he rebukes the devourer. And things that should break down that do for everybody else, they just don't break down for the children of God. That van just keeps on running. Now, so let's say he's got this van that he's been driving for 13 years that's 17 years old. And he's also got, are you a Ford Chevy or a Dodge man? If you got your pick, which would you pick? Chevy. Okay. Just checking. If he want to say something, he'd be like, ha, ah, Lord, you can have it. So let's say he, he gets this nice uh, GMC Sierra pickup. Maybe it's not brand new, but let's say it's a 2018 GMC. That's pretty new enough. Okay. All right. He's got this nice new four-door GMC Sierra pickup. It's the perfect color he wants. And the Lord comes to him and says, Brother Juan, I'd like you to give that vehicle for the kingdom of God. And he says, oh, Lord, that van, it's yours. You just say, where, Lord, that van, I will deliver it and I'll sign the title. And the Lord says, oh, no, 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 not the van. The GMC Sierra. And the van would have been a lot easier, Lord, right? Is this making sense? What happens? The Lord reaches into an area where he says, I just want to find out where your heart is. I use a silly example of a car, but you can fill in the blank or the gap in your life. The Lord does seem he's not trying to the Lord doesn't like, you know, there are. We all know him. I've been guilty of it. I'll just be very honest. Probably all of us in one way, shape, or form have done this. Human beings can be very manipulative. Right? And because all of us were once lost, we've probably all been manipulative in some way, shape, or form along the journey. Is that a fair statement? Let me tell you something about God. God is not manipulative. He doesn't do things or ask things of you going, let me see if I can manipulate them. This is why we sometimes struggle to trust God because we know how we are or how we were. And we start thinking, well, God's doing that. And I don't know why he's doing that. And I, no, no, no. If God's asking something of us, it's because he loves us and he knows the end from the beginning. And he's trying to lead us into some things. But he knows what I want to lead you into. If you're not submitted in this area of your life, I can't lead you there. And so I'm trying to deal with this area, not to be unkind, not trying to manipulate you. I am wanting to do a work in you and through you and take you to places in me you have not yet been. But you've got to be willing to submit that area. And he doesn't 
always, often, he does not tell us why. Because submission in and of itself is trust. It's trust. It's trust. Why don't we pray right here where we are? Could you do that right now? I feel like the Lord has been maybe even already dealing with some areas and I don't have any specific thing revealed to me individually, but I do feel the Spirit of the Lord reaching into individuals' lives. He's trying to help us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He desires the best for us. And He desires to be a temple for us to be a temple that He dwells in. Lord, this temple belongs to You. And therefore, by Your grace, I will submit in every area that allows it to be a holy place for You to dwell. A holy place for You to dwell. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray by your word and your spirit as you show and illuminate to me areas of my life and my walk and my relationships. By your divine grace, God, I submit them to you. I don't necessarily know what to do, but I seek to come with honest and open and sincere heart and submit them to you, Lord. Any area of my life where I'm resisting that which you would ask, I bring it today to you. My desire is your will in every way. My desire is to be used of you as you choose, Lord, for your glory and your purpose. In the name of Jesus, 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 I submit it to you, Lord. Forgive me where I've resisted. Forgive me, Lord, where I've pushed back. Forgive me, Lord, in any area where I've argued with you over that which you have asked. You have a desired and expected end for my life. You know what you're doing. I pray, order my life according to your will. Order my life according to your purpose. Order my life according to your design. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I submit to you and to your word. Why do... Let me say it this way. Anybody ever felt like God's dealt with you about something and then this is your next thought? Hmm. Is that God or is that me? Anybody? <laughs> look, at, look, look around. Keep your hand up. Look around the room. Is that God or is that me? It's me. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's the pizza I eat. Now, but we have the, look, this is human nature. This is why I want us to raise our hands. So we, this is human nature. We go, is this God or is this me? Let me just let you in on a revelation here. Brace yourself. This is going to be really, really deep revelation. 
the adversary of your soul is not going to come and ask you to do something that deepens your relationship with God. And your flesh is not going to ask you to do something that deepens your relationship with God. And so you have to recognize, hold on a minute, what I'm hearing, would this please God? I'm not talking about doing works to earn something, you understand? I'm talking about recognizing where God deals with my heart, and I go, no, that's not me. I'm trying to wait out, and it's a way of sort of putting off a little longer, just acting in obedience. It's a way to put off the moving of the chair. Well, hold on, why does he want me to move the chair? What's the purpose? Who needs the chair? What's wrong with the chair that's right there? How come I need a different chair? Why? Right? All, you ever have those conversations with? This is what human nature does. It begins to argue and reason with God. And one of the ways we do that is we keep asking the question, is that God or is that me? We have to learn to discern the voice of God and then obey. This is submitting, and this brings the blessing and the favor of God on our lives. And it makes us pliable in his hands so he can use us. Now, I'll tell you something about this. There are times where I've been like, man, I don't know if that's me or if that's God. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out. If it's me, the worst thing that happens is I was wrong. If it's God... Right Now we need to use wisdom. We need to use wisdom, godly wisdom, and it should come from his word. It should align with his word. All right? I need to use wisdom. But then I act. And can I tell you, there's times I've done stuff, Brother Lewis, and I look back and I'm like... Yeah, that wasn't God. That was me. But that was okay. I, how did I know it was me? Well, something bore out after the fact, and I'm like, okay, there was. But what was that? I learned in that moment. I learned having exercised faith. And do you think God doesn't notice those things and witness and watch? And so, okay, I learned, no, that was me. And then I get more attuned to discerning the difference versus not acting and just living in this place of always questioning, always questioning, and never doing. Never doing. Would you stand with me this morning? I had these beautiful notes over here. We didn't use any of them. And I'm not going to make you sit through a sermon number two. I really feel the Holy Ghost gently and tenderly, yet specifically. Can I tell you what? Here's what I believe as we're talking together this morning. 
I believe that as we're talking together about these things, I believe that in different ones throughout this room, God is bringing things to the forefront of your mind and your spirit. And quite possibly what he's bringing to the forefront of your mind and your spirit is one of two things. Number one, he's bringing to the forefront of your mind and the spirit a place where he's asked you to submit or dealt with you about submitting and you've continued to resist for whatever reason. And so he's bringing it to the forefront of your mind and spirit today. Gently, he's not coming and going, come on now. Right? But he's gently and tenderly going, I believe that. Secondly, for some of you, even today in this moment, maybe you didn't just come in here and it was the case, but maybe it's something over the last few days you've been going back and forth between is that God or is that me? Is that God or is that me? And as we're talking about it this morning, for those of you, the word is a lot louder than for some of the others. And can I encourage you? I feel this so strongly in the spirit that I'm not looking around because I feel like the moment that I do, some of you are going to think I'm picking on you or I'm thinking of something or I know something and I don't. But I know how strongly I feel what I feel in my spirit right now. And so for that reason, I'm asking you to recognize and acknowledge, okay, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I'll not resist. Here I am. I'm laying my will on the altar. I'm laying my spirit on the altar. I'm laying the man or the woman that I am on the altar. I want your will. I want your purpose. I want your design. Here I am, God. Come on, talk to him. Here I am. Yes, Lord. My answer is yes, Lord. Not maybe, not later. Yes, Lord. This is my answer. This is my response to you. Yes, Lord. I'll open this altar to you today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I give you my soul.